Chapter 18 of The Adventures of Diggledy Dan. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shasta, Oakland, California. The Adventures of Diggledy Dan by Edwin P. Norwood, Chapter 18, in which the pretty lady carries a passenger into the wide, wide world. Come, come now, cried the lion as he hurried about with all the bustle and importance of the grand marshal of some holiday parade. Into line with you, no no not that way in two lines just as we do when we play at london bridge there that's more like it it was on the evening following that which had brought the message from the pretty lady with the blue blue eyes and the great menagerie tent was agog with excitement under the guidance of lion all the animals of spangled land were placing themselves in a manner befitting the approach of the expected guest. Thus the greater part of them were arranged in two long parallel rows, though there were others who grouped themselves at the head and the foot of the line. These included Giraffe and his family, who were stationed at the top. Monkey and his folks, who stood at the end of it, and Diggledy Dan. Meanwhile, Lion continued to give instructions, and just as he had finished, there came the sound of a neigh through the twilight, followed by a silvery laugh of a voice well remembered. Next, the canvas wall gave a billowing bulge, and then opened and closed quite like the curtains in a punch and judy theatre and there standing before them was the white white horse carrying the one for whom they had all waited why what an attractive formation the pretty lady exclaimed as the sweep of her blue eyes took in all the groupings is this some new kind of a game? But not a single animal made answer. What, no reply? She went on in surprise. Can it be the kittens have gotten your tongues? But no, there must be some other reason, for surely there is the tip of something quite pink peeping from between Tiger's sharp teeth yes now all becomes clear how stupid of me not to have noticed before for look you my white white horse these are not sure enough animals but just make-believe ones all stuffed with straw and sawdust and things so come let us go and she made as if to turn back. But at this, Giraffe gave a vigorous shake of his head, 
Oh, ho, cried the lady, so you actually can move after all. But why do you and your family stand at the head of the line? In answer, Giraffe took a bit of chalk in his mouth and using Hippo's broad back for a board, scrawled, Reception Committee. And then, stepping forward, he made an extremely low bow. While I'm its chairman, Lion announced. Aha! Now I see, the lady replied, as she advanced at a prance on the white, white horse. But you? she inquired, with a nod to the left, and a nod to the right towards those drawn up in two rows. We? they all chorused. Oh, we are the audience. We, pretty lady, pretty lady, called Monkey from his place at the end. Don't be talking just to the audience. Please ask us what we are. And what, indeed, may you be? The lady laughed back. Why, we are the grooms for the white, white horse, answered the merry-eyed fellow as he proceeded to take charge of her mount. Then, escorted by Lion and Dan, with Giraffe and his folks filing in close behind, the lady was led to a gaily striped tub. Once enthroned on the top of it, she again looked about to find all the audience in a half-circle before her. At the very same moment, they gave three ringing cheers, and then took their seats, from which they gazed at their visitor in rapt expectation. Well, well, and now that is over with. What comes next? asks she from her place on the tub. Why, a story, of course, they all cried, quite as if nothing else could possibly follow. See, we are waiting for you to begin. But, protested the lady, I'd much rather listen. I'm sure that would prove whole heaps more fun. Indeed, I insist. So, Lion, suppose you select one who's to tell us the tale and she clapped her hands at the thought of it but alas lion could but gaze at his fellows and then back at the lady in silent confusion to tell the truth pretty lady he finally replied none of us know any very good stories only last evening we tried but couldn't think, not even of one. Of course, Dan has many wonderful tales, but then he has been out in the great wide world. Oh, dear, broke in Kangaroo in a most wistful tone. If we could only do things like Gray Ears and Dan. If we only could, exclaimed Tiger. Then we too would have stories to tell yes the pretty lady said nodding her head and speaking very thoughtfully yes that is true 
and then silence fell on the group. A moment later, as if to herself, she added, Why, why not? Yes, it could be done. I can arrange to take them and then bring them back. What is it you are saying? asked Lion. Just this, answered their guest as she leaped to her feet. I was wondering how I might help you all to find stories. Now, of course, the most natural way is to have you meet with adventure. But where? asked Zebra. Out in the great world, to be sure. Indeed, there is no reason at all why I should not carry one of you off with me this very evening. Oh, let me go, let me go, cried Monkey, dancing up and down. Be silent, sir, Lion commanded. Perhaps, pretty lady, you will propose the one who will be the first to accompany you. But would not the drawing of lots be a much happier way? Draw lots, to be sure, they all echoed in answer. I'll attend to the details, volunteered Diggledy Dan, and gathering an armful of sweet-smelling hay, he dashed out of sight behind Giraffe's gilded home. Soon he returned with a bundle of straws protruding from his tightly clasped hands. Now the tops held to view were as evenly matched as the straws in a very new broom, while the opposite ends were completely concealed by the cuffs of Dan's baggy white sleeves. Here, announced he, are the same number of straws as there are animals gathered together, but no two straws are of quite the same length. So, the one drawing the longest of all in the bundle will this very night go in quest of a story, finished the lady with a nod of approval. Exactly, agreed Dan. Splendid, added Lion, and as president of animals, he drew the first one. As fast as you draw them, you must file past my seat and lay all the straws on the top of the tub, the pretty lady instructed. Thus we will find who is possessed of the longest. So forward they went, and as you may well believe, with no end of eager wonderment. Meanwhile, the lady added zest to the fun by telling off the lots as they reached her. Your straw is the longest, she would call as they passed. Oh, no, no, here's one longer. My, what a short one. Why, who could have drawn it? Surely not elephant. Now Hippo is favored, and Giraffe has been bested. But just for the moment for now, I've another that's quite the longest drawn yet. And so the lady comparing all the straws 
laid before her the last of the animals finally moved down the tent and then doubling back returned with all speed to their places every straw being drawn dan joined the lady and the two of them consulted for a moment together yes his is the longest easily the longest the animals overheard the two judges agree and every ear did its best to catch the sound of a name then with the longest straw held far aloft the pretty lady skipped straight to where all the bruins were grouped and touched one on the head with the tip of her whip little black bear rose the cry from all sides for it was he you see who'd been chosen now for a moment little black bear was so taken back that he could do naught but wrinkle and unwrinkle the end of his nose and when he finally found his voice there was so much commotion that no one heard what he said hurry hurry the pretty lady was crying for we must be well out of spangle land before the petal watch closes lively now monkey and bring me my white white horse come sir adventurer and let elephant help you to a seat just behind me with the greatest of pleasure cried elephant as he wound his great trunk around little bear's back and lifted him into his place hold tight to my waist the lady directed all ready now wait wait cried hippo why are we sending little black bear away without any lunch goodness so we are lion exclaimed be quick some of you and see what can be got together at this word of command all scurried away in every direction and soon there had been gathered two apples three carrots an orange some peanuts and a taffy on the stick these were hastily placed in an old paper bag that dan dug from the depths of his pocket now at last we are off the pretty lady declared as the bundle was tucked under black bear's free arm farewell till the twilight shall bring us back once again and away through the half-light the three of them sped a merry journey cried some and they followed the departing ones on down the tent be sure to get a good story called others i will i will came the answering cry and with a neigh from the horse a ringing laugh from the lady and a last paw wave from little black bear the three travellers passed through a rift in the wall and were swallowed by the gathering dusk and now called out dan it is high time that we too were fast disappearing 
so away every one of you and until we gather once more there's a treat in the thought of what a story's in store end of chapter eighteen